It's time to be the queen of your stress. With the queen of stress, Dr. M. Hey there, BQS listeners, and welcome to our 92nd episode. I'm Dr. M, and this podcast is designed to help inspire change in how you see, manage, and use your stress. So you can be the queen of your stress, not your stress being the queen over you. Today's episode is brought to you and sponsored by our BQS live event with the beautiful Kim Morrison coming up on August 21st, 2019 in Shell Harbour. All details of how to grab your tickets will be in the show notes. In today's episode, in the series of episodes coming up, I am super excited to have a very, very special guest on with us. The amazing Kim Morrison will be with us over the coming episodes. We're going to be talking all things self-care, self-love, and how to do it with a whole lot of self-respect without being selfish. Kim is an amazing human being. I have had the pleasure of knowing her for a little while now, and it never ceases to amaze me how awesome a lady she is. She's the founder and the director of 28 Essential Oils, the co-host for the Up for a Chat podcast, an exceptional and sought-after speaker who's engaged, I think, all around the world. I'll double-check that with Kim in a moment. And the author of five, yes, that's five books, BQS listeners, and just quietly, she's an all-round legend. So welcome to BQS, Kim. Thanks for joining us. <laughs> You're adorable. Did, did I miss um, anything? Oh, no, it's so nice to be with you. Thank you, sweetheart. Oh, you're most welcome. I'm super, super excited that not only do we have you on this series of episodes for Be the Queen of Your Stress, but you're also coming to downtown Shell Harbour to share a BQS live event with us on August 21st of 2019. I'm, I'm super pumped to get to be in your space again and also to listen to your wise, wise words. But we wanted to make sure that not only did we have an opportunity to have this information live, but for those BQS listeners that might not have an opportunity to get to the live event, that they could get a bit of a taster about some of the things we'll be talking about on the night. So did I miss anything out of that? I think I missed the fact that you actually hold world records as well for running. <laughs> oh, I did. I did. I set a world record when I was in my early 20s um, running for Australia. But yeah, that was another whole lifetime ago. <laughs> okay, just like, huh? That was only last week, wasn't it? <laughs> I love you. I, I, have, I have my moments of I've definitely never been accused of being cool or smooth, but anyway, that's a conversation for another time. For today, Kim, I really wanted to dive deeper, as I said, into your take on self, self-care and self-love and, and some of your red-hot tips, and then I definitely want to dive into some um, more about how you've looked after yourself with it over the years as well. So how do you define self-care? I think it's a, it's a pretty... Uh, a big word and each of us has a different level of understanding and appreciation but to me self-care is really being really mindful around noticing when you need something but also making sure that you do the daily things often and well so little rituals like you know when you it might be I call it turning daily routines into rituals so you might have a shower but wouldn't it be wonderful to take a loofah brush in there or your face cloth, a couple of drops of your favorite essential oil and exfoliate your whole body. Now you've turned this thing that you do every day, a routine, but now by adding an essential oil and a little ritual to it, you've now turned it into a self-care ritual. And I truly believe it's not a case of having hours upon hours to do face masks and foot baths and massage and spend copious amounts of time and money because let's face it, most of us don't have that time or money um, or we certainly don't make it a priority, that's for sure. So to me, it's the accumulation effect of daily things done well. I love that. Now, one of the words you use is ritual 
And sometimes I think people get a bit freaked out about that because they think they have to do it every day. So, which I understand that that is the point of a ritual, but is, have you ever had people bring that up where they get a bit freaked out if they need to do something every day? Um, look, we all hopefully do number twos every day. We all go to the weeds every day. <laughs> we all, um, we eat most of us every day. So it depends, I guess, on your focus on it. And I think the word ritual to me means something a bit more sacred than a habit. It's something that uh, embraces the art of doing something quite special for yourself. Um, you could look at it in quite a spiritual context in the sense that if you think about it, even eating a beautiful meal, saying grace before we eat is a ritual. Um, being thankful for the, the plate of food before us, being thankful for the people that we get to enjoy a meal with. You know, there'll be people even listening to this today that, you know, at this moment, at a particular time in their life, they feel quite lonely and alone. So I think for, for, for many people, it's taking, uh, having an appreciation of all the little things that seem quite mundane, yet are an incredible privilege should they be taken away from us. So when I look at self-care and, and rituals and having to do something every day, there's always going to be something every day. And for some of us, we have to get up and some people have to go to a job they don't even want to go to every day. Whereas if you get the opportunity to have a job that you love or you get to live your passion, then be grateful for that and realize that ritual in itself is something that many people out there are craving, maybe even desperate to have something that would bring a bit more joy to their world. So I think ritual is a beautiful word and I think it embraces the words habits and hopefully encompasses it from a spiritual element where we can actually embrace the art of self-love, self-care and absolutely taking those micro moments of mindfulness and turning them into something that means something to you. I love that. And I love that for multiple reasons. It absolutely comes back to what I talk about in my book, Align, in terms of the alignment of head, heart and body. Uh, I also love the fact that uh, stepping it up from habit, I really like that because habits can sound a bit mundane and boring, but actually connecting that to spirit and soul, I think is next level, Kim. So I really, I really love that. How important do you think it is for people to give themselves oxygen first in their day-to-day -day life in terms of their self-care? an amazing metaphor that too isn't it every time I hear that on the plane you know before you can help someone else put your own oxygen mask on first and it's something that I've, I've, I've had as a part of my story and obviously something I've tried to aspire to and live up to ever since I noticed those words even before I became a mum but I certainly noticed it especially when I was a young mum exhausted you cannot no one can describe the the, the word tired or fatigued like a, a mother of new children, newborn babies but I certainly think um, the ultimate responsibility it is self-care is a responsibility it is your own divine responsibility uh, no one else is going to take care of you 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 know I'd be very interested to hear if there was many listeners that would have a partner or a parent or a friend turn around and say hey look here's seven days at Gwangana go and chill out I'll look after the kids um, I want you to go and recharge, re-energize. So to me, it's like most of us wouldn't have that opportunity. Therefore, what can I do to be accountable and responsible for my own self-care? What can I do to make myself better? Because for many, and I say this generally, and I say it generally speaking for most women, um, they can become martyrs 
to feeling tired. Like mm. it's almost like we wear it as a badge of honour that, oh, I'm so tired, you know, and, oh, you've got no idea. And it's almost like we, we want the world to see. It's almost like tiredness is this incredible, as I said, badge of honour. Whereas I think if you're feeling tired, it's your body signalling to you it needs support. Mm. If you're not sleeping well, that's the body talking to you. If you've gained weight or there's inflammation in the joints or you've got sore um you know, little fingers, the body's whispering at you. It's saying to you, you're eating something or doing something that is not supporting my own self-care. So instead of thinking, oh, damn, I've got a headache, pop a Panadol or <clears throat> some sort of over-the-counter medication, oh, my gosh, I've got a headache. Gosh, have I eaten enough today or have I eaten the right foods? Have I drunk enough today? Is there something that I, I've missed where I haven't been, you know, hydrating myself? Maybe I didn't get a good enough sleep last night. Therefore, now being the mother of a young baby, I'm going to have to rest a bit more today. That's my body saying to me, could you take it a bit easy? Most of us look at a problem in the body and treat it like it's a problem rather mm. than a beautiful warning sign that it, the innate intelligence of the body is actually communicating with you. My question is, are you prepared to listen to it? Oh, I love that. You're speaking my language, Kim. Absolutely. That's why we have the eight ball quiz on thequeenofstress.com because it allows people to recognize some of those signs and signals that their body is not adapting very well to stress right now or whether they perhaps are adapting well because that's what it's all about is allowing us to A, recognize if our body is not coping very well with the stresses that are upon us because we've all got stress in daily life. I think you would agree with that. It's how well we're stressed, how well we're adapting to that stress and then what tools are we using to manage it? And I think that's fascinating. When you start talking about the badge of honour of tiredness, I see the badge of honour of busyness being the other badge of honour and the badge of honour of stress. They seem to be the three biggies that, uh, and as you said, in general terms, particularly women tend to wear on, on their sleeves as that badge of honour. Uh, and, I, and I see that as being um, the reason that a lot of people throw out or the excuse get, that gets thrown out first as to why they don't have the time in inverted commas to be doing some of these rituals that you're talking about. And that's it for the first instalment of our brilliant interview with the beautiful Kim Morrison. Remember to grab your tickets for the BQS live event. Check out the details in the show notes. That's it for this week, BQS listeners. Bye for now and we'll catch you next week. Well, that's it for today's podcast, BQS listeners. Thanks again for joining us. Remember, if you would like to subscribe, make sure you hit subscribe on iTunes. And if you want to stay in touch, check out our Facebook page, The Queen of Stress, or on our Insta, The Queen of Stress. For more information and show notes, be sure to go to thequeenofstress.com to continue our journey together. Hope you have a fabulous week and I'll catch you next time. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.